3: hi this is imran ahmed founder and ceo of the business of fashion welcome to the bof podcast it's friday january 21st earlier this week marked what some people have called blue monday supposedly the most depressing day of the year when the novelty of the new year has worn off and the reality of what's to come has set in now it's not scientifically proven but what's certainly true is this is a time of year when we all start thinking about our purpose, our goals, and why it is that we do what we do. It seemed like the perfect opportunity to bring you this talk from Jay Shetty from BOF Voices 2021. Now, for those of you who don't know Jay, he is a New York Times number 1 best-selling author and the host of a very popular podcast of his own called On Purpose. In this talk, Jay offers a very powerful equation for defining your purpose and concludes with a guided meditation on how to discover it. Here's Jay Shetty at BOF Voices 2021.
1: Thank you, everyone. This is my first Voices ever, and it's been a true joy to get to know so many of you. Hope I get to meet the rest of you today, and I'm so grateful to be here. Now, Ivan Pavlov once said, if you want a new idea, read an old book. So I started reading, started trying to get through the pages, trying to get through the crease pages of time, all the history books. I got as far as back as 1890. And I found a thought that when I read it, I felt it was as relevant today as it was then. Actually, I felt it was even more relevant today than it was then. In 1890... A writer named Charles Horton Cooley said, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. (laughs) Let that blow your mind for a moment. So what he said is, I'll say say it again. I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. Shall I break it down a bit more? He said that the challenge is we live in a perception of a perception of ourselves. What I mean by that is, if I think you think I'm smart, I allow myself to feel smart. But if I think you think I'm weak, I let myself feel weak. We let what we think other people think of us define the choices that we make on a daily basis. This could be the choices of where we socialize or who we socialize with. It could be bigger, the career path we take, or maybe the career path we don't take because of what people might think. It could be a partner that you stay with for too long or too short. All in all, other people's opinions, expectations, and obligations craft our lives from a very early stage. And this has certain ramifications. Considering we're in the UK, 9 out of 10 people in the UK, 16 to 29 years old, believe they lack purpose. In the US, 70% of the workforce feels extremely disengaged and lacks meaning at work. Now, how many of you have ever Googled yourselves? Be honest. If you're laughing, you definitely have Googled yourself, so just just raise your hands. Uh, How many of you regret Googling yourself? Thank you for being honest. How many of you have never Googled yourself and would never even dream of it? Hands up high. And how many of you don't put up your hands no matter what I say? Because there's a whole, whole group of you here. So whichever one you are, what I find fascinating about Google is that it shows us mass thinking. right? It shows us mass thinking. And so when you go on and... I recommend you all do this afterwards, not not during the session, please. To just go into Google and type in I hate, just I hate, this is what the first three responses are. The first is my life. I hate my life. The second is my job. I hate my job. And the third one is my husband. I hate my husband. (laughs) That's, Imran, you're going to have to invite me for a whole other presentation for that one because we're not going to get to that one today. I hate my life, and I hate my job are the top two searches on Google when you just type in I hate. Now, if you go a step further and you Google the words, I'm worried, the first answer that comes up is about my future. The second is about my mental health. What we're seeing is that all of these noise and chaos that we experience in our early life is leading to a greater disconnect from ourselves a lack of meaning and a lack of purpose. One of my favorite ones was when you type in, will I? And the top search was, will I always be depressed forever? That was painful to look at. The second one was, will I always be sad? And the third one was, will I am net worth? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, "Oh, cool. I was like, wow. Will I am has really owned his brand. Um, but sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm getting lost on the tangent now. Okay. Coming back to purpose. 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 Okay. So what I find so fascinating and interesting is that because purpose has been largely intangible, we actually haven't really understood its benefits. It's so intangible. It's so hard to figure out what it truly is. It feels like it escapes us. It's a buzzword. What does it actually mean? And because of that, we don't really know how to practice it. We don't know how to teach it. We don't know how to live it because... We haven't really figured out what it means. We use the word without the depth of its understanding. And when you take a word like purpose, it's really important that we do define it. So two of my favorite definitions across my studies of the word purpose and the world of purpose, one of them comes from the Japanese word ikigai, which means the reason for being. It's a simple way of thinking about it. What is your reason for waking up in the morning? What's your reason for turning up at work? What's your reason for being here right now? My other favorite definition comes from Sanskrit. It's a word called dharma. And dharma has many different meanings. It could mean responsibility. It can mean duty. But one of my favorite definitions is eternal calling or a natural inclination that you have from within towards a particular thing. But what I find most fascinating about purpose is that it's not what we do, it's how we feel about what we do. People think that purpose comes into an activity or a particular occupation or a particular title or a particular industry that we work in, but purpose is so much more about how we feel about what we do. So I'm gonna share with you an equation for purpose. Purpose equals passion plus expertise plus service. When you use what you're passionate about, you actually get really good at it. This is often a step that's missed. You have to have a skill set. And then you finally use it in the service of others. Your passion is for you. Your purpose is for others. When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes a purpose, right? When you use your passion in the service of others, it becomes a purpose. Now, I want to share an incredible study with you that was conducted by Amy Vrasniewski and the team at Yale School of Management. And in this study, they decided to go and look for what they believed was the most difficult career in the world. Any guesses? I promise you it wasn't fashion. And it isn't what I do either. Surgeon, close. Teaching, close. Nurse, who said that? Yes, you're absolutely right. Let's have a round of applause. Great, bit. Third time lucky. Nurses. Yeah, hospital nurses and hospital, even further than that, hospital nurses and hospital cleaners were considered to have the most difficult jobs as a group. And what they found is that this work often included a lot of admin. And for the cleaners especially, it also included things like cleaning the toilets, cleaning uh, after people ate, cleaning beds, and even cleaning up after people passed away. Extremely difficult job. So they went out to interview hospital nurses, hospital cleaners about their jobs, and this was 2019, so pre-pandemic. And when they interviewed them, they asked the nurses to describe their job, and the nurses, in their own words, described it as low-skilled labor. They said that they clean, they do admin, they do housekeeping, they clean toilets, they clean plates, they clean beds. That's how they described it. And they described themselves in one word as cleaners. But there was this whole other group of hospital cleaners that described themselves as healers. These people did the same exact job as the cleaners, but they saw themselves as healers, why? Because they believed that the work they did created an ideal healing environment for the patient and their family. When they went into work every day, they didn't see themselves picking up a plate or taking off a bed sheet or scrubbing the floor. They saw that as designing an environment where people can connect with someone they love. They saw themselves as creators of healing spaces. Bear in mind, these people had the same job spec, the same salary, and even worked in the same hospitals. It's phenomenal, right? Just through a simple mindset shift, they were more purposeful, more productive in their jobs, and more happy about their careers. So when we look at our lives, sometimes it takes us looking beyond the PowerPoint presentation, takes us looking beyond that Excel spreadsheet, takes us looking beyond that laptop, that conference, that event, and going, when we're in a place like Voices, what is that purpose?
0: Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time.
2: Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Have you ever owned something that inspired you to up your game? I can picture myself with a car full of groceries, cruising down the highway, soaking up the sun with the available dynamic sky panorama glass roof. Ah, pure bliss. Live up to the all new Lexus GX. Luxury beyond limits. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.
1: How can we look at what we do differently? How does it impact the lives of other people, what we're creating? And from everyone that I've seen on stage, I see an abundance of ideas of things that are going to improve the lives of others. My journey, as Imran mentioned, took me down a very weird tangent. I had three options growing up, either to be a doctor, a lawyer, or a failure. Uh, I, I chose the third option, and I'm still living with it. And I ended up deciding to trade my suits for robes. I lived as a monk for three years. I slept on the floor. I lived out of a gym locker. All my possessions fit inside that. And we meditated for about four to eight hours a day and built sustainable villages, served meals to disadvantaged children across India. And it was some of the most meaningful work I ever did. And as I got more fascinated with that culture, I tried to dive into what they would unearthed that we hadn't. And I came across four non-negotiable habits that we all have to practice as a foundation for purpose to truly take place. The first one is thankfulness. And it sounds really simple, but monks don't carry around gratitude journals. What monks do is they express their gratitude. They actually tell people how they feel. Gratitude was never something to be kept to yourself. It was always something to be shared, something to be vocalized, something to be shared with presence, looking in the eyes of someone that has impacted us or we feel grateful towards. The second was insight, the desire to learn a new thing every day to always remain students in every capacity. And haven't we all felt like that in the last couple of days here? I felt like I've learned more than one thing every single session that we've had. The M was for meditation, T-I-M. You can see it's going somewhere. Uh, M was for meditation. And now meditation is quite a daunting word for a lot of people. But at the very base level, meditation was spending time with yourself. The fascinating thing is we schedule... And we would never cancel an important meeting with someone else, but we never even schedule one with ourselves. Who has their own name in their schedule? I see one person, shy as well, very shy. Like, is that okay? I'm like, yes, that's amazing. How can we make that time for ourselves? How can we make that time for ourselves? And E, exercise. But exercise in nature. Simply 17 minutes a day, outdoors, has the impact we need to calm the nervous system, to relax our bodies and minds, 17 minutes. And I hope we're making the most of that across these last few days. And I know it's cold, but 17 minutes. See it as a cold plunge. And then finally, S for sleep. Sleep, good quality sleep, which people have been telling me they've been missing out on all week. But good quality sleep, how do we do it? 67 degree temperature in the room. That may surprise some of you. Some of us like to sleep warm. Sleeping slightly colder helps. Cave-like darkness. No lights, no sunlight getting in through a window. Complete cave-like darkness. Removal of all technology. But beyond all of that, when we practice those habits, what it does is that it creates a fertility of the soil in the heart for purpose to grow. All of those habits are like making the soil fertile to plant the seed of purpose to actually let purpose grow abundantly and strongly. So what I want to do over the next last couple of minutes that I have is to guide you through a short meditation. where I'd like to help you discover what your purpose may be. You care to join me? Okay. I'm going to ask you all to close your eyes. I can see if you don't close your eyes because I haven't closed mine yet. And Just take a few deep breaths. Whenever your mind wanders, just gently and softly bring it back to your natural breathing pattern. Breathing in through your nose and out through your mouth. Breathing in calm, balance, ease, stillness, and peace and breathing out and letting go of any tension that may be there in the body or mind. In this moment, I want you to bring your awareness to one of the most difficult days of your life. A challenging day a painful day, a day that you may have felt as your lowest. And from this space, I want you to simply extract the one word to describe it. A word that is unique to you your experience, take your time, and if you don't feel comfortable, you can also be compassionate towards yourself and give yourself some grace and space, and just make a mental note of that word. You can write it on your phone. Just keep that word. Now, I want you to bring your awareness to the best day of your life, the best moment, the best experience, the most joyful time. Now, this may take a little longer, actually. We remember the bad times more than the good times because when things are bad, we cry for a month. But when things are good, we may celebrate for an hour or two. Give yourself some time to really discover that special moment. And again, from this moment, Extract a word. What is that feeling? What did you feel? What did you experience? What was happening in your heart? Let those two words come to the fore. your journey and your story are uniquely defined so that you can uplift someone, so that you can inspire someone, so that you can change someone's life. No matter what you do for work, no matter what your title is, no matter what your status, occupation, or what your bio says, your life is about helping people turn that first experience into the second. My two words when I first did this were lost and love. My purpose is a humble attempt to help those who are lost find love within themselves. What's yours? Thank you very much. Can I open your eyes.